welcome to Rogue Race. This is Peter John on this Monday morning, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So my kids didn't go to school. I got to think of something we need to do today. However, the Lord is going to bless your day and mine too, because Jesus cried from the cross, it is finished. It is finished. Man, yesterday at church, I was both blessed and motivated. It was great to be reminded that though I might not do the things I used to when I was a kid, or that I used to even, let's say, 10 years ago, the one thing that I can do, even more than ever, is to pray, to talk to the Lord. That was the great part of the message that was given last yesterday, I should say, from my pops. And so, not only was it true yesterday, dear friends, it's just as true today. Let's do that right now. Heavenly Father, thank you that this day you have blessings for us. You have plans for us, each one of us as individuals. And whoever is listening right now, I thank you that they are going to receive your Holy Spirit to live out, to walk out your plan for the day. Lord, may you have your way, may you have your will in each one of our days. In Jesus' name, amen. Cool. So, as we were reminded yesterday, that even in her old age, what, 83, 107, something like that? <laughs> even in her old age, she still sought, she still looked after God in the temple. So beautiful. That woman in the Gospel of Luke, who was we would say a senior citizen, and yet she was still after 60, 70 years in the temple, day after day, seeking God. How I want that in my heart. How I need that. Just to seek after the Lord. He's where it's at. He is the final answer to every one of our questions, our problems, our dilemmas. It's the Lord. We're going through the book of Hebrews, and I'm looking forward to hopping in to Hebrews chapter 4, picking up where we left off on Friday. Let's do it. So if you have a Bible, if you want, if you just so happen to have a Bible in your car or in the room you're in, you can turn there right now to Hebrews chapter 4. We'll be right back.
this out from the book of Hebrews. It reads, let us therefore strive to enter that rest. Listen, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Now, if I don't take that verse in context with the scripture before, and then when we'll read the scripture after, it can be, it could be, it will be rather intimidating. The word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, discerning the thoughts and intentions of my heart. Oh, Lord, you know my thoughts and intentions. I realize that, but they're far from perfect or ideal. You know that as well as I do. You know that better than I do, Lord. But then it says, and no creature is hidden from his sight All are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. And that is heavy. But then the next verse says, since then, since then. So verse 14 is connected with verse 13 and 12. What I just read, since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace in time of need. Boy, I'm glad that that verse comes next. That even right after I am told how sharp and powerful the word of God is and that no creature is hidden from God, that he sees my heart. It then says, since then we have this great high priest who is able to sympathize with us in all of our weakness and has been tempted as we have been, 
although he without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. (laughs) So even though God sees my heart, he knows what's within, I can with confidence draw near to his throne of grace. I think of Peter. I can relate to this guy in this way. Peter, the apostle of Jesus. Remember when he said, when Peter proclaimed that Jesus is the son of God and Jesus responded by saying, blessed are you, Simon, Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you but my father in heaven. Wow, what a statement. What a response that Peter was able to hear that he received the very revelation of God the Father in his understanding of Jesus Christ. Then in that same section of scripture, you know the rest of the story, they're walking along, coming back from where they were in Caesarea Philippi. And Jesus is telling them how he is going to soon die. He is going to be killed by those who hate him. And Peter forbids him. Peter says, no, Lord, not so. And then what does Peter hear from Jesus? When Peter said, far be it, Jesus said, Peter, he didn't even say Peter. He said, get behind me, Satan. (laughs) In that same period of time, maybe the same day, I don't know. But Peter not only hears, blessed are you, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And then in the same passage of scripture, he hears, get behind me, Satan. See, I can feel that way so often. There are times when I feel, yes, Lord, I'm on the same page as you. And then there are times when I feel, wow, I'm on thin ice. I'm on enemy territory, no doubt. But God knows it all, just like Jesus did with Peter. God sees it all. And yet the book of Hebrews is telling me, even though God sees this and knows this, since we have this great high priest who sympathizes with our weakness, draw near to him with confidence for mercy and grace to help in time of need. Yes. That means that, Lord, even though you see my shortcomings and are aware of my my problems and even my sins, I can draw near to you because I come to you on behalf, not of myself, but on behalf of the Lord Jesus.
at the invite that we're given. I mean, here we're told that God sees everything. In Hebrews chapter 4, no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him whom we must give an account. If that's in and of itself, I find that to be rightly very intimidating because I realize, oh man, I am in trouble both in my thoughts and in my actions over the years. They're far from perfect. But then it says in the next verse in Hebrews chapter 4, since then we have a great high priest. So it's now connecting that. Since we have this great high priest who is able to sympathize with our weakness, who has been tempted in all points, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace. Oh, isn't that amazing? I don't have to put on some kind of facade, be something I'm not, be a a, a hypocrite, but I can be open, honest, real. In fact, that's the only way to be in the presence of the Lord because he knows me and he knows you. So we can come in boldly. Now, remember this book of Hebrews is written to a group of people that were going back, tending to go back into Judaism again. So they were trying to find this kind of relationship with God that both included Jesus, but also the law. How often? That's why the book of Hebrews is so relevant. How often Christians, we can do the same thing. Oh, we were saved by grace. We were saved because of what Jesus did, the finished work of the cross. But then we feel as though we have to take it from there. We feel as though we have some kind of responsibility. That's 99% of Christians at some point. So the book of Hebrews is saying, no, you don't move on from the finished work. You don't move on from the cross. It's where you stay as close as you possibly can for the rest of your life. You see, the people that are being written to here were wanting to go back to the temple again. The temple was still in existence when this book was written, even though it only lasted another four or five years before it was destroyed by the Romans in 70 A.D., completely obliterated. They knocked every stone down, every brick, because the gold had melted in between of the bricks and they wanted to get access to it. They completely destroyed the temple. But before that, this is the book of Hebrews because there are people that were Christians that were still tending or wanting to go back to the temple again. Just like we as Christians were saved by grace. When we're born again, it's because of the finished work of the cross. But then we tend to try to add in our own works and behavior as a means to be righteous. Not because we're already righteous, but as a means to be. And so in the temple, you had the outer 
courtyard, which was divided, where you had the Gentiles on the very peripheral, and then you had the women, and they could go no further, and then you had the Jewish men. Okay? But then, in the temple itself, no one could go unless you were a priest into the temple, where the table of showbread and the altar of incense and the candlestick were. Only priests could go in there. And then, in the Holy of Holies, no one could go except the high priest one day a year. And he had to make sure that he was cleansed. He was set. He had all kinds of ceremonies and things to do. So God was, can you imagine that? God was not all that approachable, was he? In those terms. If you're a Gentile, I can't go any further. If you're a woman, I can't go any further. If you're even a Jew, even if you're a priest, and even the high priest, the one guy, could only go in one day a year into the presence of God. You can't go very far, can you? God's presence, his holiness is very well established. So much so that people weren't allowed to even go. David wanted to remember that. Remember how David wanted to say, he said, I want to go in the Holy of Holies. That's the one thing I desire of the Lord, to dwell in the temple and go into the Holy of Holies, he said. But he, he knew he couldn't. One king tried to. Remember Uzziah? Remember how Uzziah said, I'm going to go in the Holy of Holies. He thought he could pull it off, and did he? Well, he was struck with leprosy. Boom. He couldn't. So you have the outer court with the court of the Gentiles and then the women. And then you have the um, inner court or the, the temple itself where only priests could go. But even them, they couldn't go in the Holy of Holies. God seemed, was so holy, almost unapproachable. And these Hebrews couldn't break free. The book that this is written to from this this tradition, these rituals. And we might think, I need a high priest to access God. (laughs) Like they did. I need a high priest. I need a pastor or a woman for you ladies or someone that will help me get closer to God. That's what they were thinking. That's what they thought they needed the priest, the high priest. That's what often Christians think. That's what our Catholic believers often believe. That's what we might even subtly think. I need to know this guy. I need to get involved with that group in order to get closer to God. No. The book of Hebrews is saying, you are as close as anyone else. You just need to know it that you have a high priest who understands what you're going through. So with confidence, draw near to this throne of grace that you might receive mercy and grace in time of need. Anytime a heart 
turns from darkness to light Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight Anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served I know, I know, I know, I know God is on the That wasn't the song that I had in mind, but you know what? It'll do. (laughs) You know what? The scripture is awesome. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Look at that. Receive mercy and find grace. So mercy is something that I receive. Mercy is not getting what I deserve. You receive it, so do I, when we allow Jesus to be our high priest. You then are exempt from getting what you deserve. It's the Passover. Remember that? Where whoever had the blood of a lamb in Egypt, their 
house was passed over by the angel of death. That's what mercy is. Because of the blood of Jesus, the condemnation, the guilt, the shame that I deserve is passing over me. That's mercy. I don't get what I deserve. Instead, I receive mercy. But then it says, and find grace. (laughs) Grace is so astounding, so mind-boggling. You have to find it. You receive mercy, yes, but you find grace. His unmerited, undeserved favor. Mercy you get, grace you find. That's what it says here. So, although you've already received the mercy, here's what I want you to do. Go out and find grace. Just find how gracious God is. Find how benevolent, how kind he is. Find how much he loves you. That's what David did. David was a man after God's own heart. Why? He was constantly finding God's grace.
Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Not when we are in times of awesome strength or have our total act together, but in time of need, you receive mercy and you can find grace. So with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace. That word is interesting when it says draw near to the throne of God's grace in our text. The word literally means to approach, to come near with, um, let me think about that for a minute. It implies drawing near for a privilege of a personal relationship with reference to, if you would, someone with great rank or power. That's what the word confidence means there. An approach, approaching someone with confidence in the Greek language is parousia, P-A-R-R-E-S-I-A. Boldness, a courage, especially with reference to speaking before someone of great rank or power. So this scripture, this verse is saying that we may come before God and speak plainly and honestly with reverence, yes, but without the fear of some kind of punishment. That's why it's called the throne of grace. Isn't that beautiful? I think of Queen Esther. Remember she did that? But she had the fear of punishment. For she said to her uncle, Mordecai, she said, I'm going to go before the king. And if I perish, I perish. I appreciate her boldness. I appreciate obviously her heroic action in saving the people of Israel. If I perish, I perish. And Jesus, the greater than Esther, declared in so many words, I will perish. I will perish. He was willing to take on that sacrifice to pay that price. So that now you and me can come before the throne of God. Unlike Esther saying, well, if I perish. Unlike Jesus saying, well, I will perish. Now we can say, I won't perish. I will, in fact, live before the presence of the Lord. Isn't that great how the Lord has provided that for us? Aren't you glad that you're not living in the Old Testament, but you're living in the New Testament where the veil has been torn, the law has been fulfilled? Wow, no wonder why. Jesus said, even the least in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist because we have all of this going for us. Praise the Lord. Man, that makes me happy. Man, that makes me excited. I hope it does for you too. God is for you. You can come boldly into his presence. Yes, indeed, as our text does say in Hebrews chapter 4, all things are open before him. He sees it all. But because of what Jesus Christ has done, now you come before God with boldness it's to receive mercy and to find grace 
in your time of need. Praise be to the Lord. So come on out tonight. Speaking of coming in the presence of the Lord, come on out tonight for Monday night. My brother Ben will be opening up the scriptures. I'm looking very forward to that. May you have a blessed Martin Luther King Jr. Day in terms of may God's peace be your peace today. Thank you for tuning in. And we will head into Hebrews chapter 5 tomorrow morning unless the Lord comes back first. Wouldn't that be great? It would be. It may happen. Keep your eyes on him. Keep your eyes on things above. God bless you.